Hey, this is Marty McFly, and you're listening to Hydrate Level 4 Presents Podstalgic, a film podcast on core temp arts. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you telling me you built a time machine out of a podcast? Welcome to another episode of Podstalgic. This is a podcast where we take a nostalgic look and rediscover movies new and old. And for this episode, we are revisiting another classic for its 35th anniversary, Footloose. And joining me, as always, is Mariano. Hey, Mariano. Hey. Hey, Peter. How's it going? Doing pretty good. It sounds like you are uh, doing this review remotely. You're probably looking for some people yeah. to cut 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 up the dance floor with. <laughs> yeah, I am. I am reporting live from an undisclosed area. I can't give up too much information, Peter. You know, I don't want anybody to get in trouble. So, you know, just keep that in mind. It's very dangerous work out here. Da- dancing is outlawed <laughs> where you're at right now. So, yeah, right. we must keep it on the yeah, under. Dancing outside in the snow. <laughs> right. Uh, must be difficult for you. Um, all right. Well, let's take a look back at this weekend and see uh, what were some of the big move, uh, other big movies uh, worth noting. Uh, just based off the title, I'm not recognizing any of these other ones. But along along with Footloose, okay. we have uh, Unfaithfully Yours. That sounds familiar. Yeah, kind of does. Let's see here. I'm. It's a picture of Dudley Moore. So Dudley Moore stars okay. in this one. Uh, we also got a movie okay. called Blame It on Rio. Uh, I'm familiar with that, that title. That I've seen. Um, I've seen that one. That one's uh, Michael that Caine. Movie's a, that movie's a, yeah, it's a problem. It's a problem. It's a pro- that's a pro- problematic one. Oh, yeah. You, you're yeah. saying that that's probably going to be on our, our list, too, because <laughs> we do <laughs> problematic movies. Um, and Footloose is probably the least problematic movie we've done in a little while here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get into some of the things that happened in that movie. Uh, but yeah, right. the other movie worth noting, uh, it's got Tom Selleck and Jane Seymour, a movie called Lassiter. Um, based off of the cover art, looks like maybe a James Bond, a Jace type movie. It oh, kind of is, yes. That's oh, all okay. Too. Yeah. Is that something you remember fondly, or uh, one and done? Maybe remember it. Yeah, I kind of one and done. Okay. Tom Selleck had a few movies movies around this time because of the whole uh, Magnum PI thing. Right, but right. None of them are really any good. Oh, okay, okay. Magnum PI. Yeah. I think that show was created by the same guy who did Quantum Leap. I don't know her. No. <laughs> <laughs> it is an older show. Uh, Hey, I mentioned Quantum Leap on my last po- on the last podcast I was involved with on uh, TV TV my brain covering the Umbrella Academy. Oh, very and nice. And I did mention Quantum Leap. See, little, you see how that's out. how you that's how you drop even on a remote area far away, undisclosed. I could still drop a good, you know, good ad for myself here. Yeah, yeah. you're welcome. That, that's right. That's why you are on the show, to do things like that. Yeah, um, yeah right. <laughs> now, uh, the number one song at the time of this movie's release, I'm surprised that it was only number one for three weeks, but it is Karma Chameleon by Culture Club. Karma, 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 karma chameleon. You come and go. You come and go. Oh, yes. I like that yes. song. That's a good jam song. Right. That's a jam right there. That's it is. Jam. Yeah, yeah. Boy George and Company. Um, I like that yep. song. And Do You Really Want to Hurt Me? I think that's the other one. Yep. Miss Me Blind, yep. I feel, is another good song. But uh, Time is another one. Okay. It, time was the call. Give me time. I can remember. Do, 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 did, they only do, did they only have like one good album? Or I, I, I don't remember. Uh, I think they had one, you know, like what Comic Chameleon is on, like their main one where most of like, their hits really on. But I think they had like a couple that were 
you know, after that, they had one that was kind of halfway decent. So, but it's hard to say, man, but Point Source kind of took the world by storm. Yeah, yeah. Back in them days. Well, that Karma Chameleon is, uh, was a huge song, you know? Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, kind of a, kind it, of a weird it, title. It, it did come and go, though. It yeah, did come and yeah. go. Did it didn't it? quite just stay. It didn't mm. stay. It, it came and go, yeah. All right, all right. It went and go in hey. red, gold, and green. Sure, sure. Yeah, right. Hey, you know, even though I'm on a remote, undisclosed area, I still have the bad joke. So, you know, my my personality doesn't change. Hey, even some, if I'm doing yeah, sometimes work out here. Just minutes, you know. That stuff don't leave sometimes, you know? Exactly, right. Yeah. M- so matter of fact, really. you, you packed them up and brought them with you to this remote area. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, too, am in somewhere different, not in my own recording area. So, uh, you know, we had to pack up weird. our things and bring our dad jokes with us. Exactly. What's going on today? We're... we're we're, we're being very uh, cloak and dagger-ish today, you know, huh? I think we are hiding from officials, you know, because uh, yes. dancing is outlawed. That's right, yeah. We can't, and we can't even talk about dancing. We can't. But we've got to do it anyway. We're, and not only that, we're going to talk about this great movie, Footloose. Get to fire our elders and talk about Footloose. So Footloose, this movie came out in 1984. Uh, stars Kevin Bacon uh, as the lead. His name is Ren McCormick. He's a a kid from the big city, from Chi Town. Uh, Lori Singer is oh, the yeah. love interest here. Uh, plays Ariel. She is the daughter of Reverend uh, Moore, played by John Lithgow. Um, and then we have her mom, kind of a much smaller role, really. Uh, she's got some good scenes, but um, definitely a smaller character, Diane Weist, who was also the mom in Edward Scissorhands. Uh, by the way, she's also the mom in The Lost Boys. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I, I covered but that with the mom quite a bit. She she was. I you know what? I'd be interested to see if she was like um, you know, like a love interest. You know, of any sorts when when she was a little bit younger before mom right. mom age, you know. Yeah, but uh, kind of young in this picture though. <laughs> she does look really young. You know, I I'm like, yeah. When did you have Ariel? Like super young, you know. Yeah, she, yeah, you know, right, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. She's looking really young here. Some stuff. Um, but, but tell you what, I'm starting to question that reverend. Besides <laughs> the whole, you know, no no dancing business, I'm just saying. Yeah, you know, just, hey, questionable. Just, we, we we don't know. Um, but a little shout out to uh, the Lost Boys review. I reviewed that one with friend of the show Moji Moji with the dance moves, TV movie mistress. Oh shoot! Yeah, yeah. What up, Moji? Yeah, I can't say what up anyway. Just she's dope. <laughs> uh, and then we got uh, Chris Penn here, not Sean Penn, but his brother Chris uh, plays yeah. Willard Hewitt here. This guy befriends Ren. Um, Yep. Pretty much one of two guys that friends him, uh, but this is the main one. Sarah Jessica Parker completely forgot her in this role as Rusty. And anybody else you think worth mentioning? I mean, I guess we can throw in uh, uh, Jim Youngs, who plays Chuck. You know, it's kind of the uh, the bully here. I guess. I mean, I think that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. I mean, he's even he was kind of a smaller character, too. Right. So, Mariano, this movie, Footloose, was this a thing on your radar back in the day? Is this a jam of yours? This was a huge movie back when I was a kid, and but the problem is we never made it to the theater to see this one. So I actually didn't see Footloose until like much later, and didn't realize what uh, how good of a film this is. It was a really good film overall, right? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, the premise is kind of a little bit I wouldn't say ridiculous. Kind of, I guess I don't know. I, I wouldn't really say ridiculous, but it's like really no dancing, but it gets the thing, you know. And um, but 
what are you what are you gonna do when you just gotta you just gotta take you gotta do your moves yeah. you can't be stifled you are right, right from the big city you gotta be you gotta dance you got you know? to. So, you know, uh, apparently you it, it is loosely based on something that happened in Oklahoma. I didn't read any articles or anything like that. Um, but I do wonder if it would have worked better if, you know, if it was like Amish or something, you know, like I, I'm not sure. We, we do find out that the reason that, you know, uh, rock and roll and, and dancing is outlawed is because some teens, you know, died in a car accident just a few years past. And we don't find out until a little bit later, but, you know, one of those scenes is Ariel's brother, you know, who is the Reverend's son. Um, and that right. kind of, you know, they, they passed a bill or whatever to kind of outlaw the uh, the dancing. I, did you ever watch the remake? No, I, I didn't realize it was a remake. Well, I kind of did realize. I mean, I knew it when it came out, but I, I forgot about it, completely forgot about it until I was like, uh, you know, searching to watch you know, rent for boost so I can watch it. I'm like, I don't want this version, whatever the heck that is. It didn't look, did you see it? I did see it. Um, you know, it's, I mean, Julian Huff is, uh, the, you know, plays the aerial ro- uh, role, the character. And I feel, I, I don't remember the, the guy who played uh, Ren, but I feel like his character might have come from Boston. I feel like the actor, his accent kind of came, came and went. It, I don't remember like enjoying it very much. I'm like, okay, well, this is a thing. This is when, you know, people really couldn't figure out how to do an actual remake like, like they do now, you know, remakes are getting much, much better and um, more well done. But at that time I watched it. I'm like, okay, you know, they, they made it a little bit more country. And um, what I do remember from the remake is they actually give us that accident and I, you know, it could have been a thing where, like, hey, you know, five years ago, and then they show us, you know, these teens in a car and, and, and get in a wreck. Um, uh, that's ugly. I don't like that. that at least that's the way I, I, I remember like it. Of, I could be wrong. Okay. No. Well, I mean, you probably, I, I didn't see it. I'm just saying, like, if they did that, that doesn't sound. I, I don't like the sound of that because I actually do like how in the original they didn't, they didn't. You know, it was just mentioned here and there until it was like kind of dove into later. They don't have to show us; they can tell us, right? Yeah. The the, the reason I'm you kind of I mean? backpedaling just... is because it could <laughs> I could be mistaking it with a a scene possibly similar to what we see Ariel do, where she climbs into Chuck's truck, you know, from her friend's vehicle in the beginning of the movie. Like, where right. do they do that at? So okay, I, I could be mistaking that. Yeah. But, oh, yeah, that was done. See, here's the thing. I, I didn't really get to talk about my history with Footloose, but I don't really have one. I'm very familiar with uh-huh. like all the music. I, I probably know the soundtrack better than I know the movie. You know, I know some right. of like, the big scenes and stuff like that, but some of the the, the, the right. smaller points in the movie, um, i.e., the the accident, I don't remember too much of that. So when I watched the okay. remake. The original had not really been fresh in my mind, and so I had forgotten some of the details. So what I do remember of the remake, it could have been a scene that maybe they tried to make similar to the scene where Ariel goes from one vehicle to the other. Um, right. What I don't remember is if it was one of those like psycho um, instances where they tried to do a shot for shot. So I don't remember how similar the beats were, but I do remember watching it and go, okay, I kind of remember this from the original. Let me ask you something. I know that you're a fan of remakes. Yes. But does this movie really need it to be remade? Um, In your eyes? 
I I don't I don't feel like it needed to be remade, but I say this with a lot of remakes. You know, the younger mm-hmm. audiences, not many of them are really going to go out and seek an older movie. This one might be an exception to the rule because you got Kevin Bacon in here. You know, his daughter. Right. Uh, I forget her name, but she she was in Thirteen Reasons Why. You know, and oh, and okay. may, maybe if you were a fan of that actress and knew that her dad was Kevin Bacon, maybe you look out, you know, for some of his older stuff. But um, I think this is a big classic, and the songs, a lot of them are, you know, they still hold up. But the story, I think, I think this movie is a lot of fun. This is a great movie. I mean, it, you're right about the music, and I forgot. I don't know why I forgot about the music. It's kind of goofy again. I've seen it. I've seen it in a long time, and I didn't see it initially. So I really only seen it one time, you know, until I saw it, did a rewatch for the uh, for the podcast but uh, it, the music was so good and you're right those songs hold up and the, the the it was just kind of a fun movie it was you know like um fish out of water you know uh the whole antiquated rules or whatever and the reasoning behind that and and it and what i really kind of like about this is that um, John Lithgow well John Lithgow's a good actor he's a freaking hell of an actor right mm-hmm. but i like how his portrayal of the reverend wasn't necessarily a, a big bad oh a bad guy who's never gonna um he's just a jerk with like one dimension or whatever. He was like a guy who whether misguided or not by his like religious zealotry or whatever you want to call it, he was really concerned about his daughter, like so much so that he was way over overprotective of her to try to make up for losing a son, which I can't imagine how they went through, you know at the same time neglecting his wife and her feelings for, towards this and also not really looking at the big picture. But I do like that he was not somebody who would not be persuaded uh, or couldn't be persuaded or couldn't be spoken to um, in, a, in, I think, a, a more realistic way. And even when, like, those people, like, burning books or whatever, he's like, what the hell are you guys doing? You know, he, he's not a zealot in the sense of we're going to go way freaking, like, extra <laughs> on this. Like, some right. other people are, like, completely losing their sh- they were losing this burning book. What the fuck, right? Yeah. So I, I really enjoyed his character a lot, you know, like even though he's supposed to be the bad guy, you know, the big bad or whatever. Yeah. No, I agree with you. He's not exactly mustache twirling, but uh, he, he is, a, you know, someone that we can kind of understand where he's coming from, though we, you know, may not, you know, agree with it. I mean, outlawing right. just music and dancing, it, it, it is it's pretty, pretty extreme. Um, I want to get your. Kind of like it's kind of like what the Taliban does, right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, hey, they do. This is the thing about I think any kind of extremism, um, any kind of uh, especially when, when you want to pull religion and say because this is the you know the like basically the word of law or whatnot you know in their own in their eyes, and when you when you do that, it's like there's no difference between that and what like some interpret in other religions as like being oppressive outlawing dancing and music i mean yeah underage drinking sure because kids drink underage and get behind the wheel and do stupid shit right that's dangerous but how do how do we get from rock and roll to that you know what i mean like kids are not gonna underage drink if you take away music right where do that at because they were still drinking <laughs> like and, and so sometimes they still find the way peter <laughs> They they still do some stupid shit even sober. I mean, Ariel does oh some very questionable things in here. You know, like going in front of a train. That whole car uh, switching from one car to the other on the highway with a with a semi yeah, right coming at you. Well, well, again, you're right. Where 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 is that? Who thinks that's a good idea? 
Well, None clearly, of that. I None mean, of that. obviously her friends didn't. You know, they tried to stop her, but Chuck is right. the one who's all, like, yeah, come on, baby. <laughs> oh, man. Chuck uh, is not, yeah, Chuck, yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's going to, Chuck is going to go into the pantheon of uh, characters like Bob from uh, La Baba. Yeah. He's going to go into that. He, you know he what I mean? Like, shit. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I want to get your thoughts on the on the opening of the movie because um, I I, I kind of thought about it a little bit and I thought it was really interesting and it's something that I could be reaching for here. The very opening of the movie is a bunch of feet, you know, just dancing to the music of Footloose, right? And then we cut right. to like a sermon, I guess, by Reverend Moore here. What were your thoughts on that transition right. and just the beginning overall? It seemed like uh, you know what I, I'm not I'm not mad at it. Uh, maybe it seemed a, a bit abrupt, just a bit. I do like the dancing feet. I thought that was really cool. And, and for a second, I thought you were going to ask me, do I recognize all those shoes and styles? And I was <laughs> going to tell you, yes, I do. Yes, I do. Uh, but I would say that that actually is a, it's an interesting kind of, um, it, it's an interesting kind of pairing up. So you have the dancing and then all of a sudden, this is kind of like, you know, dancing, like fun, you know, young people, having a good time, all this stuff. And all of a sudden kind of smash that into uh, a sermon that sounds dry as hell. <laughs> you know yeah. I mean? There's so, like a little boy I, sleeping I'm too. Not a, right. Yeah, exactly. Oh my God. And there was a little girl in the background sleeping like, look, or not sleeping, but t- looking very, very tired. Um, so it's a very interesting way of the director saying, Hey, look, yeah. You, uh, dancing is fun and all that, but this is kind of where we're, where we're, we're going to put this particular, um, story in in this town and so and it, and it gives you a pretty good picture of what the town is about you know i i didn't know like let's say if you come in here blindly watching this movie like do you understand how much of a stature this the church and this particular reverend has in the town you know it's a pretty pretty um stronghold you know yeah i and you know i i didn't do any reading production notes or anything like that. But in my opinion, I think, you know, the audience, we're having a good time watching people cut loose on screen. You know, it's, it's, um, the footloose itself is a great song. And I think, you know, the transition from that to the, the sermon, the, the church, you know, forgive me if it's not a sermon. I, I don't know my, you know, church terms. I think it's just, it's- it's technically a sermon. Okay, all right. My understanding. So yeah, I, I think, yeah. you know, I, I think it's to kind of make us kind of sympathize with the teens in this town. You know, they had their music and dancing ripped away from them, and we were having a good time watching, you know, these happy feet dancing on screen. All of a sudden, boom, we cut to, we're in church. It's like, wait, well, what's going on? That's how the kids feel, right? right? The music was taken away from them. Yeah. And then yeah. we got no, that's Ren. A pretty good, that's a good look at it. Yeah. I mean, again, I could be reaching, but um, I, I think... No, I don't, I don't think so, man. I think you have a really good sense of what, what I'm wondering what the director's trying to tell you. You know what I mean? Like, again, if you're, if, if, you're, if you're 1984, Peter, let's say Peter is a teenager in 1984, and you go into the movies, have no idea. All you know for Lewis is dancing. That's, all you, that's really pretty much all we knew, right? That's right. what it blew up. Right. And then you uh, go into the first scene, and you're like... Yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. I don't know. Well, he was uh, on a, he was in, um, National Lampoon's, uh, Animal House. Oh, okay. But that was a small role. He was in that. I think that might've been one of the first ones he did. But I mean, again, you're, 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 you're the director. You're trying to give us in a very like short period of time, kind of give us a good sense of where we're at. Right. Yeah. Because we, we don't hear, I mean, we hear a little bit of music, you know, from Ren, uh, at one point, you know, he's driving to school, bumping music. 
but we don't really get like a really fun scene until it's after you know that little stunt that Ariel pulls, and she goes to like this place where everybody's eating and stuff, and she pulls out a, a boombox and plays "Dancing in the Sheets." I think "Dancing in the Streets." Yep. Yeah. Yep. So that's Dancing all. In the so yep. my, my thing is scene. like yep. if if the music was outlawed, why was nobody? I mean, there was definitely some people kind of hiding and dancing, but like I would have been more right. like you know ducking my head just in case the the popo comes. You know what I mean? Right. Well, that that and also that is the, probably the best boombox of its time or of ever because everybody heard the dancing in the sheets inside the the burger joint, inside the arcade. Outside in the parking lot. Hey, the cook I was mean, cutting it up. Yo, uh, right? <laughs> everybody, everybody was like, and not only did it sound like you could hear the song, but it sounded like you had a full-on speaker, like freaking speaker house. Basically. You had all these speakers that were bumping, connecting the sheets. So, uh, yeah, that was great. Unless, there were, you know, maybe somebody like invented Wi-Fi way back in the day, you know what I'm saying? And had Wi-Fi speakers all throughout because everybody was hearing that. That was really good. It would have been, oh, man. I'm trying to think. I was going to say it would have been cooler if somebody came out with a microphone and put it up to the to to the uh, to the boombox. But then it's like, well, oh, if, if right. you're like the owner of that establishment, wouldn't you be like, no, no, get out of here because we're hey. going to get fined? Exactly. I don't want to get fined. It's, yeah, it's against the ordinance. Now, right. I, uh, I I thought it was a very interesting moment when uh, Reverend Moore does show up, and I like how they wrote in. You know, he wasn't looking for her. Uh, he says that her mom, and you know, maybe he's lying. I don't know. He just said that her her mom was concerned that maybe she didn't have money, and so right. that's why he was out like looking for her. You know, obviously this is before cell phones and stuff, so he really had to. Uh, well, what was he doing? Just driving down the street listening li- listening for music. Well, did she? Uh, yeah, right. Because I think she told him that they were, she was going to go get. I guess she told him when they were when she was going. I'm not sure, but either way, you're right. It's it's not him. You know, people looking for music because that's what they have the cops for. I mean, as we see one of the scenes where Ren gets pulled over for right. playing music too loud, mm-hmm. right? Or even playing music, I don't even know what what they pulled him over for. But you know, I'm sure. Yeah, he just had. Yeah, I, I believe him. I take his word for it. You know, and he has a look of disappointment and all that. And everybody kind of stopped dancing. You know. Yeah. I don't know. I I I feel like if you're gonna make it against the law, uh, I think you need to throw the cops in there, throw everybody in jail, because you know, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, <laughs> Breaking the law. <laughs> One of my uh, one of the moments I thought was really interesting is when uh, it's Ren's first day of school. You know, he pulls up bumping music. Everyone's like, "Who the hell is this guy with the leather jacket?" And right. what do you think about his uh, him and Willard meeting for the first time in the hallway? I thought that was hilarious. Mm-hmm. That's, that sounds like typical guy shit. Kind of weird exchange. <laughs> yeah, he's talking hella shit. Next thing you know, they're friends. Like what? Well, I, I forgot what Willard <laughs> says to get first. A it, it, was that what it was? Something about a haircut and Ren's all like, you yeah, know, did they, like, they sell men's clothes where you get that, where you got that hat? Right. Yeah. And then, and then all of a sudden he's like, huh, you're, you're good. We're friends now. <laughs> uh, RIP Chris Penn. He was pretty good, man. He was really young here. He, I thought he was a pretty decent actor, mm-hmm. but his, his character was, was, was actually, you know, in these kind of movies, you need to have a good, you have to have good peripheral act uh, characters, and he was a really good one. He was um, good, and the whole dance, learning how to dance stuff that was pretty cool. I like that. Um, and Kevin Bacon, man, coming in with the freaking big city haircut and uh, attitude. You know what I mean? Yeah. He, um, the remake, I think it was Miles Teller that played that character. Uh, I, I really don't know who that is. 
<laughs> is that is that shade? I have no idea. I actually do not know who this is. <laughs> Miles Teller, did you watch Whiplash? Oh, oh, that's Miles Teller. Okay, I never yeah. know that his name. Yeah, it was, okay. it was awesome. Fantastic like Four. He's, yeah, he's really good, man. He's yeah. good. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, he so he plays he was that, in that, that role. Wasn't he in? No, it was that Virgin movies, right? One of them. One of them. And he was like the asshole or whatever. Was it that Virgin? It wasn't. Yeah, uh, it, was, it was the movies. Gosh, I don't. I don't know. I, I I don't. I only saw the third one. It's kind of weird. I skipped the first two. Wow. Well, a friend of mine got kind of yeah. A friend of mine got us passes to the third movie, and so I was sitting there on Wikipedia reading up on one and two before the movie started. Wow. <laughs> I kind I kind of <laughs> followed. <laughs> I kind of had to keep asking questions during the movie. Um, <laughs> Were you asking random people like, "Hey, so in the first two movies, did she do it?" <laughs> I was like, wait, who's that? Why she die already? Um, right? No, uh, you know, I, I asked my buddy. I, I like Miles Taylor. I do know him. I just didn't know his name. I apologize to Miles Taylor and his talent because that dude is actually really talented. Yeah, he's pretty good in some things. Yeah. Um, so we meet Willard, and then, uh, you know, he kind of, um, it, it's really weird. Ren gets a job, like, right away. You know, he know. he he gets on the like the the gymnastics team or something. Yep, yep. So fitting so he, in kind of yeah. nicely. So actually. we know, he, yeah, he's athletic, and that's dancing comes in, right? Yeah, and uh, and Ren feels about dancing. Dancing is life to him. I feel you know what I mean. That's like a part of life. He might as well you might as well tell him not to breathe if you're gonna tell him you can't dance. That's right. how I feel. Yeah, you know, no, kind of put that on there. you know, dancing is definitely life for him. I mean, we kind of joked about this in Gleaming the Cube, you know, where we referenced Kevin Bacon, you know, he dances his anger off, you know, like uh, Christian yeah, Slater skates his, his anger off. No, so, I would say that's a better montage than the Gleaming the Cube. I, I would say that, you know, anger off. I mean, most of it yeah. is Kevin Bacon, except for some of the, you know, the more difficult stunts, I'd imagine. Um, right, you, right, exactly. you, mentioned, you mentioned montage. What would you think about the uh, teaching Willard how to dance montage? I love that. I thought that's a classic 80s montage. This is exactly what we're talking about. And then even at the end, as the progression goes with his dancing uh, abilities, and you're like, Willard is, is getting it. Willard put a lot of effort into it, a lot of uh, uh, heart, you know, like, blood, sweat, and tears, Peter. And yeah. It paid off in the end, and that's what a montage is all about. And cool, you know, music and doing all the all the moves. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely great moves, music. No less. Yeah, there was one point. Um, was, you know, we were talking about uh, Chuck a little bit earlier. I, I guess at some point, Chuck challenges um, Ren to like some kind of chicken with tractors. Yo, that's that's like the only thing I remember from this movie. Like, not the only thing, but that's the only thing that really stood out. You know, when I was rewatching, I'm like, oh, yeah, they're going to do that chicken thing with tractors. And his shoelace is going to get get stuck, which, like, I'm sure that happens all the time in tractor chicken games. You know, shoelaces getting stuck. That's why Velcro was huge in the 80s, Peter. Oh, yeah, Take yeah. that note down. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was in the whole, of course, Chuck, right? Chuck is the guy who's yeah. the bastard in this. Mm-hmm. Of course, he when he loses, right? And he's mad, dude, and say, you trying to kill me? I'm like, wait, isn't, wasn't it your idea to do this stupid chicken thing? And like, weren't you trying to kill Ren? You guys? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, what you trying to like? Uh, um, 
Well, I okay, mean, you're not making any sense, dude. You, you know, well, kind of he, he doesn't make sense because he was high. Remember, he smoked a little doobie be, before. Oh yeah. Oh know. yeah. Right. It is. It is interesting. Okay, because I, I've never played chicken, but as I understand it, if you jump, you lose. Right? If you're the you first. Lose. Exactly. Now, it, once your first shoelace stuck, is stuck. Oh wait, wait. It was Ren's that was stuck, right? Okay, never mind. Yeah, right, exactly. I was going to say, why didn't he go ahead and like veer off of the road, you know, to avoid collision? Right. But um, right. I, I don't know. I, I guess Ren was, you know, his foot was stuck, and he would rather, you know, he's more concerned about his safety, right? And that's why, yeah. <laughs> that's why he doesn't even like turn the wheel or anything. I thought it was actually kind of fun. Well, it was a little was, funny. Yeah. I, I actually like that scene. It's it's kind of you're right, funny and a little hokey maybe. But I, I would say that if I were him, I'd probably keep driving straight also because. There's a ditch and there's water, and if my shoelace is stuck, I'm not trying to like freaking be stuck to a tractor as it goes into the water or into mm-hmm. a ditch. You know, I will take my chances on, you know, crashing into a, another tractor, which, by the way, they're going, what, three and a half miles an hour? I think I'm okay. Maybe four, but you're right. It's, <laughs> you know, how, how bad could the collision have been? I mean, how maybe bad. a little bit of whiplash, yeah. you know, huh? Yeah, bringing exactly. it back to whiplash, huh? you know? Uh, so, right. eh, yeah, I, I think you're right. Um, another fun scene that I really enjoyed is when they went to go across the, I don't know, those state lines or, you know, whatever lines to go to that country club. And I was a little confused because Kenny Kenny Loggins, I I don't strike me as like a, um, you know, he, I mean, maybe he has a lot of cowboy looking fans. You know, these guys were really, you know, getting down to Footloose. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Kenny Loggins is the soundtrack of the eighties movies. Oh yeah. He is. Basically embedded into every, pretty much just about all, all the big, all these movies. Top Gun, Caddyshack. So, yep, exactly. He's he's everywhere. Oh yeah, exactly. Um, so I would say that he probably was popular enough, maybe, to even in that bar put that on. And that's a fun song, you know. And if you're dancing, sure, throw that on. Put loose, you know. Man, that must have been a fun ass song probably, to dance probably, to back then. It was, it was probably in the contract too, Peter. I mean, I'm just throwing that out there to be technical. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you, you will not, you, you will hear Footloose in this movie at least three times. Okay? That's mm-hmm. in the contract. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the name of the movie is Footloose. My song is going to be in this movie. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, 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 say what you will, but he had a, probably had a really good agent. Oh, yeah, I bet. I mean, uh, he was probably looking for the next big movie to, you know, um, yep. contribute a Scouting song to. Movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know what I haven't done? Golf movie. Let me let me do the soundtrack to a golf movie. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm gonna move on to fast planes. <laughs> it's like uh, nobody's done a golf movie. I need to be the first one. But yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I think I'll be all right in that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's a that's a good title for a song. There, there we go. That's how Kenny Loggins. Uh, we pretty much we pretty much nailed his uh, creative. <laughs> how he does his create creatively. I don't know words anymore. Peter, English is my second language. I can't put two sentences together today. Well, you uh, can put two dad anyway. jokes together. Um, That's true. Now, so what are we talking about here? Footloose. Foot, footloose. The, the, this club scene that uh, it's really setting up. This is more for Willard, right? You know, he's kind of not. Yeah. I, I guess he's kind of a hothead, but more so jealous. But I didn't get the impression right. that him and Sarah Jessica Parker were dating. I just. Were they dating? Yeah, I thought they were just all friends, right? But it seemed like they were, right? Because. She's telling him no fighting, right? I guess he's known to fight, right? I guess. kind of a thing that happens. We, we haven't like, seen it. I mean, that's kind of a... 
But that's the thing that kind of is brought up a couple of times by her, like, you know, no fighting, right? And he's like, that's right, no fighting. And then he gets into a fight. Please. He's jealous about it. But I'm like, but you're not dancing. And she obviously was, she was about to jump off that chair because she could not stop moving herself. You know what I'm saying? She had to dance. Again, she had <laughs> she to was, dance. She couldn't contain herself. Who's dancing. <laughs> right, exactly. Everyone, by the way, Ren, Ren, uh, and his dancing reminds me of, um, and I wonder if this is like a tribute to him, of uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Pesto here from uh, Bob's Burger, because he cannot not dance. So okay. I think that's kind of like a parallel there. I don't know if you know Bob's Burgers, but anybody out there knows, you know, that's, they know, they know what I mean by that. He just cannot stop dancing. Dancing is in his blood. I believe you. I believe you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely watch more TV than me. Yeah, I know. I know. You're... You're stuck in the time machine called Quantum Leap. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, All about the time. <laughs> actually, that is uh, the something chamber, imaging chamber. There you go. Oh. D- just nod that? your head and say yes. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. I'm saying yes. yes. <laughs> uh-huh. Dr. Sam Beckett went into the imaging chamber, yes. Um, okay, got it. You know, once he starts, uh, Ren, that is, once him and Ariel really start dating, Reverend Moore kind of catches whiff of it, and it kind of spreads around town. I I didn't remember this scene. It was kind of weird, actually. It's when Ren is in class by himself, and then this this guy out of nowhere is like, "Hey, so, you want a little dude, sample of weed?" The worst setup ever. <laughs> the worst setup ever. It's like so. Oh my god! Thank you for bringing this up. So I, I, look, I had to pause and talk to Allegra about this, <laughs> but we had to have a discussion about what the fuck was that. First of all. Uh, I, I was just thinking in my head, like, I'm like, oh, my God, if you, I don't know if you necessarily have to show up in a big city here or a city to realize that that setup was coming a mile away. Mm-hmm. Like, Ren's like, what the fuck is this? Oh, hey, man, first one's free. Here you go. Actually, you threw it at him. <laughs> he just shows up, what, two seconds later? <laughs> yeah, he might as well have oh, lit, it, light it up for him, too. <laughs> that was the worst. Oh, man, that was the absolute worst. Well, I, I guess as long as you don't have, you know, the evidence, you, you can't get somebody in trouble for it. Right, exactly. But it was just, hey, man, you want to join? This person's free. <laughs> what? <laughs> what the fuck is that? Oh, oh okay. Uh, but Ren's no dummy, so. Yeah. Oh, he's from the big city, Shy Town. He knows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he knows Probably what's up. Set up. Hey, he's being set up better by worse people, Peter. Say mm-hmm. that right now. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean these small town crooks, right? They don't they don't know anything, right? Did you see the look, did you see the look of the guy who tried to set him up though after he flushed, uh, the joint down the? <laughs> oh was, man, I almost had him. <laughs> man, was that what it was? It, I, I thought it was kind of like oh, I mean I don't know. It, it it was either like oh I almost had him or it's like oh man I, I wasted a perfectly good stick. Probably <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of both. Yeah, he's a very complex guy. That guy, you know, f- flushed <laughs> it down. I mean, b- back then it could have been twenty <laughs> bucks. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, no, it's probably like two fifty. Oh, okay, dollars and fifty cents. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, don't worry about it. Okay, yeah. all right. Um, I didn't have five on it back then. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Now, uh, apparently, there, there's this big um, uh, scene, you know, kind of towards the end here that you know, Ren wants to have a you know start a dance. And, um, you know, he has a, a talk with Ariel. She gives him, like, this Bible with some, I don't know, passages, I guess, that he can reference. Right. Yeah. What do you think about all right. that, you know, going up against the board of some sort? Yeah. I mean, 
it was the board was stacked against him. I mean, it looked like it, right? I mean, it, 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 everywhere he turned, it seemed like somebody was in his face about like what he's doing. It's almost like you're a bad. All of a sudden, oh, you're a bad influence. You're this, you're that, and the whole, the whole like. Notice how the whole setup scene, right later on, it was brought up. Like I heard that he's like, you know, into drugs and and all this other, and got caught. I'm like, that's not really what happened, right? So this whole reputation of his of being like some kind of uh, delinquent or whatnot just kind of runs the muck. So then you have that, and then he's speaking in front of the the board, which they were going to try to shut down until somebody like uh, was it Dang Weiss said let him speak or whatever mm-hmm. yeah. before he was even able to speak to the board. So they weren't even going to let him say anything. The board was tied against them. So it's like, oh, you know, what weapon are you going to use? You're going to use the actual Bible verses to, like, basically tell them that they ain't shit you know, right. for doing this law or whatever. So, And uh, I do say that uh, even though he's a small character, the guy who owns the warehouse where he works seems to be, like, the most level-headed dude there. Like, he's like, they just want to dance and party. Who cares? You know, like, what? Are you guys tripping? And right. he pretty much had an even keel, like, outlook on, on the whole thing. And he liked rent for it. Being, you know, obviously, Rails kind of looked like a hard worker until he got distracted by Ariel, right, that one time. When all, when all the heavy bags, like, stacking up behind him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, he probably liked him as a, you know, he's just a, he's just a kid. There's nothing, like, really out of the ordinary from Rand. He's just a kid, who, again, uh, basically being in an environment he's not familiar with and having to deal with a bunch of bullshit, you know. So, anyway, I, I, I like, I would say that that scene with Rand in front of the courthouse is, or in the, I'm sorry, in the board meeting is was a little predictable mm-hmm. only because it makes sense. You know what I mean? And I think there, in the 80s, there were plenty of like definitely lower lower um, quality films that had kind of a similar like teenagers against adults, trying to, teenagers trying to do their thing and, you know, big confrontation part, you know, like there's one in Breaking, there's uh, this other one I forget, oh, the movie about teenagers like moving to the country and dealing with a small town mentality, whatever. There's only plenty of movies like that. Right. But um, Footloose, Footloose just, I think, stands out because it was a better quality film, you know. And honestly, they, they had good actors you know, to kind of kind of boost boost the, the quality of it. Did these other movies have any uh, women beating in it? <laughs> Not that I recall, but they did have montages. Okay. <laughs> All right. But Jesus, oh, um, Ariel, she gets her, shit, she, she gets whooped in this one. I know. By by yeah. her you know, dad and her boyfriend. She yeah, she didn't get held back. Oh, who's not the shot? That's what I forgot about. I was thinking more about Chuck. Um, oh, yeah. And how. Yeah, Chuck really that beat her. Was brutal. Yeah. That was fucking brutal. And, uh, you know, I love, I love Chuck. like, well, I'm still with you anyway. I'm like, no, but you're kind of crying about her. Leaving you? What the fuck's right, happening right. here, Chuck? You're not, you're not very you're not a very bright one, are you, Chuck? You're, Must have been high uh, again. You're not very bright. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but her dad slapped her. That was uncalled for. And yeah, I wonder if that, even though he slapped her, kind of slapped him into some reality. You know what I mean? It could Snapped be. I mean, and then like the talk with his wife afterwards, you know, and he mentions, right. you know, I mean, they've been together twenty years, but he said all his life he's never, you know, basically laid a hand on a woman. So. Right. Um, I mean, I, I hope that that was like, you know, a pivotal moment for him. You know, the two, like, like, like you said, like a wake up moment for him. I think so. I think that was kind of one of the things that kind of snapped him back, and and also I think this, the the talk with his wife about she, she's saying, look, we were young once too. What what is the problem? Everything that's happening 
didn't stop our son from dying, basically. You know, it's, it's a tragedy. You know, it's a thing, it's a tragedy, but you're stifling your daughter so much so that, she, you know, what's her first, what's her plan? Her plan is to get the fuck out of that town, mm-hmm. basically, as fast as she can, as soon as she can. And chances are she would never go back. So what does that mean for his relationship with his daughter? You know what I mean? Like, does that, does that mean that she'll never return and visit you or that kind of, you know what I mean? Like that. That's kind of like the wedge he's driving between between them, their own relationship. So it kind of like have to give him, you know, and him slapping her, and the wife basically talking about it, like snapping back. Hey, man, you're losing, you're pushing her away more than she's like, um, you know, changing or whatever it is that you're worried about, you know. And and by the way, what if she got hit by that freaking truck or that train? Yeah, I, you know what I mean. Because he's trying to rebel so fucking hard. what you know uh it's pretty funny because i was watching this and um, my wife happened to be in the room when that was going on too and she had the her face it was priceless she was just like what the fuck is she doing (laughs) what the fuck is exactly that's what we're all feeling and i just shrugged my shoulders i go it's the 80s i guess i mean i don't know (laughs) i i didn't have a good response um that's, that's something that we don't, like we don't do. I don't do that. Yeah, well, not that, that we've heard of anyway. But I, I kind of <laughs> right. just want to touch on this, um, you know, kind of on what, what you said, and then we'll, we'll move on. But that's why I kind of like that one scene where uh, she comes home late from hanging out with Ren, and her dad's like, you know, you've been smoking? No. Have you been drinking? No. You know, and she's like, and she gets mad at him. She's like, look, I wasn't smoking. I wasn't drinking. I was just late, you know? Right. And so right. it's kind of like, you know, it's it's not it's not, it's not just Ren McCormick or it's not her it's not about her being late it's about everything else you know um, as a right. concerned parent so I mean I kind of get it but I, I did appreciate that and you know it, it shows her character a little bit more you know to be you know stronger and not just you know somebody weak I, I like that I like that it get it gives you layers of different characters it's mm-hmm. not again it's just a one dimensional like again it's not a mustache twiddler and she's not just some like a crazy teenager. Some crazy teenage shit, you know what I mean? But uh, it was, again, it just—I think it just goes to show you the level of writing in this in this movie. Yeah. And and by then, I, I'm surprised only in the sense that I haven't seen it so long. I'm thinking, oh, it's just another eighties movie because there's so many movies out there that, like I look at nostalgically or pathetically, if you will, and I'm like, you know, oh, this movie does not hold up. It's just terrible writing. I just liked it because I was a kid, and I thought, oh, this is dope, right? But it actually stands out. The writing is really good at this film, I think. Yeah, I agree with you too. Um, my like one of my very few criticisms criticisms with this movie. I and I again, I have very few. Uh, they ultimately do get the prom planned. You know, kind of a fun scene in the beginning where you know nobody's dancing because everyone's kind of like scared to be the first one. Right. But right. Chuck, who ain't shit, wants to ruin everybody's you know time at the prom. Right. Comes exactly. Comes and wants right. to start a fight. I wish that at some point that, um, you know, he gets his comeuppance a little bit. You know, maybe Ariel gets, you know, one real good sucker punch at him or or something, you know? Right. Uh, Yeah. First of all, what, who are the minions? Who are these, these hanger on that decide, Chuck's like, hey, let's go beat up some, some guys at that party. Yeah, let's go do that. Who the fuck is that? Who does that? I mean, th- these guys, you know, Think maybe their yourself, parents people. are the ones who burn books, you know? 
Come on, think for yourself. Uh, other guys who can't dance, probably. I don't know. Yeah, right. Other, right. <laughs> right. Oh, other man. guys, yeah, exactly. Boy, the, the dancing anyway, was, pr- was like, pretty was dated. Like, that was, yeah. So, uh, at least uh, the dance, I, I like that, you know, for... Um, Sort of, sort of like a prom scene, you know. Again, high school movie theater. We had to finish in the prom, right? A lot of Isn't glitter. Prom and uh, glitter. Yeah, that was that was pretty cool. I love. I like the way they did that. The big deal. It, it kind of gave all the teams like a purpose. Rent, like, hey, we we can't. This is silly not to be danced or whatever. They circumvented the rules by going outside the county line or whatever, or having that one little space that's not out of the jurisdiction. And um, and I like how the reverend and his wife went kind of near the place, not necessarily to it. Right. And even he had a friend who's like, I don't want to be, feel like I'm spying on her because he's not necessarily doing that. He's more concerned, right? So then you get to see, um, you get to see that it's not out of a malice or a bad place he's coming from. Yeah. You know, maybe misguided. Misguided might be the better word, the mm-hmm. best word to describe his, his kind of reaction to things. But, you know, he loves his daughter, you know, and he doesn't want her to come to any harm, but at the same time, dude, let her, you, you, and, and, and as a parent, Peter, you're a parent. You have a teenager first, mm-hmm. right? I have a teenager. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, later and I discuss, hey, what exactly is our goal here? Even when he was little, like, what's our goal? Basically to have him become a, an adult who's responsible and who is not in shit. Right. right. <laughs> don't be a Bob. Don't be Bob or Chuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, be like... You know, be a uh, somebody who looks out for others and all that other stuff. Like, but at the same time, also realize we can't control who he is because he is who he is. We are not him. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, and I think that's one of the things, major things that may happen in, in the real world. It's like, parents always try to control you to a certain extent. I mean, my mom obviously had a, a way that she wanted me to be, but I'm going to be who I am. Right. That's just kind of like how everybody is. Mm-hmm. And and we lose sight of like who we like like the wife telling the reverend, we were kids once. So you lose sight of that kind of, you're an individual yourself. So what makes you think that your kid, once, once they start to kind of really think for themselves and start like wanting to do whatever they want to do with their life, it's not their own individual. That doesn't make any sense, but we always want to kind of put our kids in boxes, you know? So that's, that was kind of a cool um, kind of thing, uh, an adorable story for the movie. Yeah, yeah, I, I kind of like the, the the ending too. Um, obviously the, the the big dance number at the end of the prom, but just the fact that you know the um, the Reverend and his wife they didn't entirely stay in their own lane, but it is a stepping stone, right? It's been a few years right. where music was outlawed, and you know you gotta at least give them that that they didn't like go to the parking lot and spy from there or something, you know. <laughs> so exactly. at least right. it was yeah, at a right. distance, yeah. Right, and even he and he felt and he felt some type of way about doing that. Even like uh, mm-hmm. I don't want to be like spying on her, so he's aware of that. You know what I mean? Right. So that's I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. He had a that. good arc. He had a good arc. Those guys, yeah. I, I agree. I agree. Yeah, just uh, as as long as he's, he doesn't go back to like hitting her for for talking back. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so let's take a look at uh, the ratings and see what we agree with um, on IMDb out of ten. It looks like the users uh, rated it 6.5 out of 10, pretty average there. And Rotten Tomatoes, uh, I believe it's rotten at 51%. I, th- I, I still haven't gotten confirmation yet, but I think, uh, I believe you and I, we have discussed it at one point that we believe anything under 60 is probably rotten. 
Right. I would say that. Yeah. So what do you think? Uh, IMDb or Rotten Tomatoes? Man, very low. I, I would actually, for what it is, what you're getting, I would give this an eight. I, wow. You know, it's not perfect okay. by any means, but it's a, yeah, yeah. It's a good film. You yeah. know, I mean... And maybe maybe not high on my end because I'm I'm definitely surprised at how the quality of it. Okay. You know, and and it's I mean it's got its cheesiness because fuck it's 1984 they made this thing. Right. You know. Um. And, and so you're gonna have that. Um. You know, another film that's up there to me is like La Bamba, right? We we, we had that one episode. If you ever want to go back and check out Postgraduate and some other episodes, Peter and I discussed La Bamba. Um. And that's another one that's a really good film too, which had its problems, but it's kind of in that same kind of range to me, but maybe higher, maybe looked upon a little better because it's a, uh, it's a um, biopic, right? Mm. So, <laughs> and, um, uh, so that's kind of where I'm at with that. But so this to me, it's, a, it's, it's definitely a lot better than average. Yeah. Me, okay. You know what I mean? For okay. what you're getting. Uh, so um, yeah, I would, I would give it a bit. I know it's kind of high, maybe, you know, in, in that respect, but, I'm I'm looking at the whole um, I'm looking at the whole picture of what it is when it came out, what they were trying to say again and again. I would say like the acting and the writing is pretty good. Yeah, you know, so oh, I'm that's not, awesome. Yeah, you, know. you surprised me there. Out of all the movies, this is uh, <laughs> this is one of the high ones for you. Um, I, yeah. I I probably won't go as far as eight. I really did enjoy the hell out of this movie. Like I'll, I'll watch it again. Um, yeah, for me. I would go in between, you know, between six and a half and, oh, no, 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 I'm between, I'm sorry, between you and IMDb, you know, six and a half to, okay. to your eight. Um, you know, you mentioned it. This is 1984. Great music. Right. You know, I don't think I heard one bad song. One thing right. we didn't criticize, you know, is the is the dancing. We, we didn't We didn't make fun of... Um, Kevin Bacon, you know, uh, angry dancing, you know, like we talked about the yeah. scene and what he was doing, but we didn't, you know, it, it's, it, it's, it's of its time, you know, of, of course right. those dance moves aren't going to age. And so, you know, you, you oh, look that, at yeah. it that way, you enjoy the movie a lot more, you know, yeah, there's some silly yeah. moves in here and there, but Hey, at that time, th those were probably some slick moves. <laughs> I would say again, it's, it's, it's got its cheese factor because that's where it was made. I mean, I, I can't, I would say that, play, I mean, I feel like out of the last few movies, maybe besides Butterfly, which I really enjoy too, is like, mm -hmm. that we've covered, uh, you know, this is like up there, you know, uh, compared to the others. I mean, uh, you know, there's, there's some, I'm like, uh, not, not so good. Uh, but overall, this is a, I mean, this is pretty good. And again, I think it, the casting was really well done. You know, mm -hmm. you had maybe people definitely on their, on their, earlier days of acting, but when you have somebody like John Lithgow be like a major part, that guy's a, that guy's a fucking solid actor. So you have, again, I don't know, I, I just feel like that, that was a really low score on both ends. And it could also be the kind of nostalgia on the other end, like, oh, look how stupid and silly this movie is. Look at Kevin Bacon angry dancing, you know? Right, I, right. <laughs> that alone should be enough to be like making jokes, right? Angry dancing, right? Uh, so there's that, right? I mean, look, put it this way. You know, Gleaming the Cube, which I'm, I don't think I'm going to watch again, you know, but I kind of enjoyed it more than not enjoyed it. It's definitely a lower level of film. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and you can tell, you compare those two and go, oh, yeah. Oh, my God. The plot has holes. The writing was not so good. The acting, uh, you know, and all these other things. And compared to Footloose, you're like, doesn't really compare to the quality. And again, you got to look at it from where, when these things were made, you know. 
Yeah, I mean, the the supporting uh, characters were fun too. Uh, Willard, uh, Sarah Jessica Parker's uh, Rusty. I think I think they were all fun, well casted. Right. You know, kind of what right. you said. Right. So, um, right. yeah, I guess that wraps up our review of Footloose for its 35th anniversary. If you guys haven't seen this in a while, definitely go back and check it out. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think again and again, if you put it in a, in kind of a time time capsule sorts and like look at it from that perspective. Um, and, and again, and you don't take it serious and have, have a good time. Have a good time. You guys yeah. kind of run. Oh yeah. Cut loose, yeah. you know, hit the floor. Yeah. You know, yeah. maybe, maybe yeah, two exactly. footloose. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you, have, if you have Sunday shoes, if you have Sunday shoes, just take them off. Yeah. That, that would be you know? even better. Absolutely. You don't need them. No, you don't need them. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, if people want to talk more about cutting loose on the dance floor, two foot loose, where can they get a hold of you on the social medias? Okay, I am on Twitter at Papa Elefante. That's at P A P A E L E F A N T E. Also on a couple of groups, one being uh, Core Temp Arts Podcast Group, and the other one is one that Peter's going to tell you because it has to do with Cobra Kai, uh, and uh, I'm on that group too. And yeah, I'm yeah. lurking in that group. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, Cobra Kai. Speaking, speaking of 80s movies, there you go. That hold up. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, Karate Kid. Yes, I cover uh, the Cobra Kai. Season 2 is coming very soon. Uh, Cobra Kai Companion, Companion spelled with a K. Uh, yeah, we do have a group page. It's really long, so if you're interested, check out one of the episodes at Cobra Kai Companion. We'll tell you the group, and the link is in the show notes for that as well. Uh, but there is another group page that uh, I do have, Mariano, that you're a part of, Postalgic and Friends, where I share everything that I do, whether I'm a guest or uh, you know other podcasts that, that I produce myself. Um, just a one-stop shop for everything that I do. But if you guys want to follow me on the social medias, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter, both at Podstalgic. So I want to thank everybody for checking out this episode. And uh, I think uh, I think we got a Morgan Freeman movie coming up here um, pretty oh, soon here. Yeah, so as, uh, as soon as we can get together, we're going to put out another anniversary um, right. uh, review there. So that's the little teaser for the next episode. So thank you guys, and we'll see you guys next time. Bye. For listening to the Cortem Parts Podcast Network. To listen to more Cortem Parts shows, visit cortemparts.com.